Today's episode of the podcast is supported by Topper Jewelers and their vast assortment of Longines timepieces. Since 1832, Longines has been a household name when it comes to watches for every adventure and occasion. And while many watch brands have been testing the waters with seemingly forced vintage reissued timepieces, Longines has looked through their 189-year history to reintroduce some of their most iconic pieces. The Longines Heritage Collection has been an industry leader for the last five years when it comes to vintage-inspired timepieces. Most recently, the Bronze Legend Diver and Spirit Classic Cetadrile have been taking center stage with their back and time aesthetics combined with the durability that we expect from a brand like Longines in order for these watches to hold up to our everyday lives. It's no secret that we've been fans of the Longines Heritage Collection for some time, and we were even fortunate enough to go hands-on with the new Titanium Avigation Big Eye Chronograph recently, which did not disappoint. And it was a pleasant surprise to see that our expectation of a well-thought-out vintage reissue watch was met purposely with Longines. As an authorized Longines dealer, Topper Jewelers has an extensive collection of both the Spirit and Heritage timepieces available at any time. Head over to their website, www.topperjewelers.com, to explore their collection today. That's www.topperjewelers.com, and let one of their friendly staff at Toppers help you discover that perfect timepiece. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the 10 and 2 Podcast. I'm Kat. And I'm Catlin. And we're here every week talking watches, photography, adventure, and exploring the world of horology. Every other week. Every other week. Every every other other week. week. Yes. Yes. I forgot about that. Hey, we're back, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, we forgot how to record a podcast. Yep. It's fine. It happens every week. Oh, but also, we're 10 and 2 after dark. And we're OG 10 and 2 after dark. We've had pizza and beer. Yep. And like. And it's a Sunday night. It's a Sunday night. This yeah. is like how we used to do the podcast. This is, this is the Way OG. Back in the day. I know. Except I for now it. we're boozy and we have like this like comfortable couch. We're chilling. We're on. not in like a fort. <laughs> the fort was like the best time. It was. It was so much fun. And then we're still talking about like sleepovers and stuff. I know. We're, we're 14 year olds really. <laughs> exactly. Well, we said we're taking time off for to for summer. We're really just like taking time off for sleepovers. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much. We still see each other every week, y'all. It's not even like we don't. I know. We can't stay away. We're like sisters. Um, No, but it has been really nice. And, and you know, we, we took the um every other week because we... Wanted to spend more time with family. You know, we are definitely making up for lost times this year. Yeah. And, you know, when winter comes back around and we're stuck inside, yeah, we might pick back up to two, two um, or once a week. But for now, I think this is, this is like the way to go. Well, and I mean, I feel like, you know, you have your new job that you're still really trying to get settled into. That's yeah. busy as hell, <laughs> you know, as an understatement. My job is insanely yeah. busy as hell these days. So, you know, we get I very feel little like family it, time. Yeah, exactly. Very yeah. little personal time, very little family time and just very little like watch free time if we're being kind of honest. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's, it's just kind of nice. Like it was nice to breathe a little bit, you know, last week. I'm mm-hmm. going on vacation next week. I don't have to record a podcast yeah. in a shady closet so uh, nice, right? at the beach. <laughs> I don't have to leave the beach to come record a podcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, you know, I feel like it, it's good for us. And yeah. It's good for you guys. I yeah. Think. I hope so. Maybe. Yeah, whatever. I think we sound more fresh too when we, we have, you know, we're not so bogged down all the time. Is that not the pizza and beer? It's probably the pizza and beer. <laughs> I'm feeling really good. <laughs> awesome. 
Um, but no, what's what's been going on with you? Anything new and exciting? Nothing. No, I not really. I don't think. I don't yeah. know. I feel like there should be things that I talk about, but no, I've actually. I mean, life has just been kind of hard lately. So, yeah. but like, I'm good. Like, it's okay. fine. Um, got your coos. I've got the coos. Shout out to everybody like in the watch fam who DMs me now pictures of Highland cows all the time <laughs> and tags me in it. I love it. I'm. It's adorable. Yeah, I, I absolutely they're love cute. It. The one that you you posted the other day with them walking away in their little booties, like they were so cute. I f- felt like I related to that a lot. This big <laughs> fat ass walking down the street. I was like, oh, they're just adorable. Me. They're like a they're like a a dog version of a cow. I know they're so cute. Yeah. They always like have their tongues out, and yeah. somebody was messaging me today photos, and I'm Aww. like, oh, it just makes my heart happy. Yeah, cows so. are the best. Like. Uh, like so my in-laws they they have a cattle farm and we go and they always have calves and they are the cutest things mm-hmm. and they're just running and then you're like we eat you no I and see. i feel so bad <laughs> so the i do i don't think i i didn't think i i first of all i have a bone to pick with all of my scottish friends because i was pot everybody has said no we don't eat them and I'm like, well, the secretly, the Highland cows. Mm-hmm. So the Highland cows are like fluffy. They're so freaking adorable. I absolutely love them. Um, and they're like, we don't eat them. And then like, I'm like, okay, that makes sense because they're cute. Why would you eat them? Mm-hmm. And But also, why do you have them all then? And so like, well, I follow the Instagram. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I don't I don't know. But so like I follow the hashtag. This is my dedication to these cows is I follow the hashtag Tuesday mm-hmm. on Instagram. And there's a Scottish restaurant, which shady, by the way, that they would use this hashtag Tuesday. And they posted like some some like coup sausage or something like that. Mm. And I was like, and my, I was devastated. I sent yeah. like a video to like my friends I'm like you guys have been lying to me what's going Aww. on do you eat them like now I know like if I go to Scotland I'm gonna be paranoid that I'm gonna eat like one of the cute cows and I, I don't know like <laughs> I can't be a vegetarian because like y'all I like a steak and a burger but I don't want to eat yeah. like a cute, I don't know we'll see poor guys but yeah life I mean life is good I'm going on vacation next week so Life's you know good. life is life could always be worse so. yeah what about for you it's been good. It's been busy. Um, lots of traveling coming up. I'll yeah. be going to Vegas for couture. I'll be going to LA soon, New York in a few months. So I'm I'm really excited. Things are opening back up. Spe- yeah, speaking of New York in a few months, our friends over at One and Wild have, they're doing a pop up like wind up watch shop event. With several brands. I think it's yeah. like a small, hopefully like a small version of the wind up watch fair, which I'm still like fingers crossed hoping later this yeah. year. But I think that's awesome. It, it's so great to see all of these like little events coming back yeah. up and coming back together and I love getting on Instagram and seeing like people at their local like watch meetups I know the and watch like meetups that. have happened yeah. yeah I'm jealous because like I want to get the National Watch Club back up and running but we're having some technical difficulties about technical that. difficulties um, aka we don't know what's happening yeah <laughs> we'll say that um but you know it's it's fine I think that we can do some little local meetups with some friends and and yeah at the end of the day I'd love I want Nashville to flourish we have a big watch community and yeah who knows maybe in a month or two we can do something big hopefully it would Um, be nice also it's hard to find space here in Nashville now it's getting so expensive like you know we tell 
friends that come in from out of town, like they're so surprised, like how expensive it is to stay in Nashville. Yeah. It's, it's more expensive to stay here than it is Vegas or even like getting New more expensive. It's getting yeah. New York prices, basically. The bachelorettes ruined, they ruined hotel it. prices they ruined in everything. Nashville. Yep. Like it's, it's insane. That's all it's downtown is freaking bachelorettes. Um, yeah, it's, it's bachelorette nation. So. Yeah, it is the bachelorette capital of the United States, I think, if I remember. So like two years ago, it was. Go away. <laughs> Go away. Go away. Go party somewhere else. <laughs> like, I, I'm I like legit. Like, I just don't love going to Nashville anymore. Yeah. It's just annoying. Well, it's there's no secrets anymore. Like, it used to be like you could go. Small okay, little places. Broadway was always patched, but you could go up to Printer's Alley. And, like, I have, there's a blues bar in Printer's Alley that I'm obsessed with. I absolutely love. And now that place is always packed. And, you know, it was, oh, you could go to Midtown. Like, only the college kids know about Midtown. Well, now Midtown nope. is freaking packed. You literally the can't Gulch go anywhere. It's packed. I waited, like, an hour and a half to get brunch on a Thursday at the Gulch. It's like, so stupid. It's insane. Yeah. I, agree. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move out west. Like that's my ultimate come to dream. With me. <laughs> oh, Scotland's, oh, Scotland's too far. Come come. I need house. some sunshine. I do. I like I'm so tan right now. Like I You I are do. very tan. I am so jealous, <laughs> like, by the way. I'm like, man, if I move to Scotland, I won't be tan anymore. No, you'll be white. I'll be so white. I know. Oh. I like, I mean, the lighting's amazing, obviously, but like, yeah, I just love when we went on a trip out west. I just love it so much. And yeah. I, I think maybe in the next five to 10 years, we'll be out there somewhere. All right. I don't well, know where, but this is going to make podcast recording quite difficult if you're maybe <laughs> two hours the opposite way and I'm moving six hours the other way. Yeah. We'll figure it out. How will we have an eight-hour time difference? Oh, Aww. dang. <laughs> well, you get up early, so <laughs> we know that you'll be up early to record. <laughs> oh, man. We'll figure it out. Ten and two That's a long away. ways it away. It is a long way away. <laughs> and this is like just As a like dream. like in two years, we, we decide to like. <laughs> my, my husband has not even heard about this plan, so uh, we don't even know if it's going to happen. It's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, but uh, but what are you wearing today on the wrist? I am wearing my Seamaster Planet Ocean, and I have it on the mesh bracelet. I haven't yeah. taken this off the mesh bracelet in a long it's time. It's so good. Yeah. It is such a good watch. It just doesn't really go out of style, and that the shark mesh that you have on it is amazing. Did you hear the vessel after the, yeah, the honey's out? Okay, I did. Cool. I was like, it's I have so it. much <laughs> better. It's so much better. You finally got the honey out of it. Finally. After like... Like a year and a half. Oh, yeah. Maybe two years. Maybe two years. I'll have to go back and that was that like Half Watch Tuesday photo. Early on. That was yeah, because I used to be so into Half Watch Tuesday and do all these you like, were extra. creative. I was extra. But I loved it because I loved how creative I felt. Like yeah. when you had time. Yeah. Way back <laughs> in the day. I know. Way back in the day when I had the free time for it. But yeah, so it was it was awesome. But I usually like I don't wear this watch on like leather straps. Um but like I a lot of times I like to put it on rubber straps or or nados and i haven't really you know what i feel like maybe for my beach trip i'll i'll pull off the i'll be like south florida so like i'll pull off the the miami look and i'll pull i'll put the white rubber strap oh you totally should (laughs) i like that i'm gonna go down to the keys Mm -hmm. and like just super south florida yeah living my best life yeah you totally should i think that would that would be killer so, Kat, yeah. what are you wearing today? I'm also wearing an Omega today. 
Wait, what? I know. I have an Omega back in my collection. I have. Oh, the- yeah. Do people know that you got rid of your Omega? Probably not. I don't I feel know. like it's hard to keep up with it's hard. It's hard. Sometimes. It is hard. Um, so yeah, I did sell my white Seamaster, the you know white dial ceramic bezel. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple months now. Yeah, and uh, sold it to a good friend of mine here in Nashville. And then you know I was still kind of itching for the Seamaster. I just really I liked it, but like the ceramic versus my ceramic sub, it was just too much, right? Yeah. It was going to compete, and like the sub was going to win yeah, every time. Of course. And so I, I've been seeing a lot of pictures of the No Time to Die Seamaster on Instagram. I went back and watched Adrian's video about 10 times. And I was like, you know, I, I really like this watch. Yeah. I really like it. And so, yeah, I bought one and I actually love it. Like yeah. I've worn it nonstop for like almost two weeks You've been now. wearing it very consistently. Yeah. Like every time so I talk good. to you, you have it. And, you know, we were both initially haters of titanium. I now have two titanium watches in my collection. <laughs> I have this Seamaster and I have the um, the, the G-Shock that's a titanium G-Shock. Mm-hmm. But I got to say the one thing. So I wore the other Seamaster on a NATO. Though it's it's a heavy watch. Like it's not super heavy, but it's, it's heavy enough to wear. I think when you've worn, if you've worn Seiko's or even like the Seamaster, the sub on a NATO, the modern ones. Yeah they kind of slide around on your wrist because they're heavy. Right. And so if you have like a big heavy NATO on, it tends to flop around. This does not do that. It stays put. It's like, I don't even like, I don't even feel like I have a watch on. Like it's so light. It's crazy. And it took some getting used to, but I did not buy it on the the titanium bracelet. And I will say that like, I think if I had a titanium watch on a titanium bracelet, which my G-Shock is, but it's, it's different. It's in a whole different class. So I'm not going to include it in this conversation. But we've we've gotten to hold the the Grand Seikos, right? Mm-hmm. That were titanium, the the spring collections. And we've seen a couple of different watches from that, you know, uh Grand Seiko Snowflake and others. But the the bracelet makes it just kind of feel weird. Yeah. Right. It just it just it just doesn't come together well. But this on a strap, this on a on a leather strap or a NATO, it's perfect. Yeah. It's so different than the sub too. And it's just in its own different class. It's very vintage feeling. I, I love the Fotina. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I really like it. But on that watch, it makes sense. Because when you have a, a brown dot, essentially, like, even if you get aside the fact that, you know, Omega made it to look tropic. So, like, the Fotina, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But even if you look at just the fact that it's a brown dial, brown bezel watch. Yeah. Why would you put bright white luminescence exactly. and markers on that? White against brown doesn't look good. You know what looks good against brown? beige yeah hand. you know <laughs> yeah. that's what it just aesthetically looks good so I don't even look at that watch and I don't even see it as Fotina yeah you know kind of the same as when I look at the uh the new Seamaster the 300 Heritage mm-hmm. like I don't look at that and I don't see it as Fotina as much because it that dial it it's black yeah but it's like a brownish black mm-hmm. so like I don't see it that way I yeah. see it as like it makes sense to color match absolutely and like I like the aluminum bezel, you know, Omega does, I don't know what the science is behind it. They do something different with their aluminum where it doesn't, um, it's a little bit more scratch resistant. Yeah, I think it's, they call it like anodized aluminum. Anodized. Okay. Like I can't remember what it I was. I don't know what the, like what the science is, but I yeah. haven't heard that. I've yeah. Heard it's that a little it's bit, it's tougher. It's, yeah. it's tougher than, you know, your standard aluminum bezel. It's not supposed to fade as much. Exactly. And that, that was my gripe about this watch was, you know, to me, I was like, oh, we took a step back and like, 
you know, yeah. or, oh my God, took a step back and, and did a ceramic bed or took away the ceramic and did aluminum. Yeah. And that didn't make sense. But like learning that it was a more durable aluminum because yeah. I see, I see a lot of people with like the older Seamaster 300s and yeah. those bezels like fade. And I mean, again, like. Well, I think technology definitely has yeah. come a long way too. And For I think, sure. you know, with their science behind it, you know, all these brands are doing these weird and crazy things behind the scenes. Tudor, we're going to talk about that little bit later on in the show too. But they're making the materials that we've seen for a long time. They're just making them better, right? Yeah. Because we don't want to get rid of them. Like they're they're good materials. It, some watches, it makes sense to have an aluminum bezel versus a ceramic one. Mm-hmm. But how can we make the aluminum better? And they have. They've made it better. And I think the dial is actually aluminum too from what I read. I it's a dial and bezel, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. We'll, find, we'll find out. <laughs> But I, I do. We should start. I I so I've I've really started listening to the Dak Shepherd the, podcast. The, the fact we checks. should start the fact checks at the end of it. You know, that sometimes they go on for like an hour, and half the time they're just like bullshitting. We should definitely do that though. Like except the after for hour. We, except for this is Sunday night, and this episode goes out. Tomorrow yeah, because night. they come back and do <laughs> yeah. it like after the fact. So we, we can definitely work, on and that we don't though. actually take notes during the episode to like yeah. know what we would need to fact check later. I know. But I think it's cute. We need, so anyways, we need an assistant. Somebody else can fat check that for us. <laughs> we need a Monica. <laughs> no, uh, it, it looks great. And and to your point, I feel like I'm starting to warm up to titanium, but only in the same way. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it's a titanium case on a titanium bracelet, it's way too light for me. It doesn't feel good to me. Yeah. I do want a little bit of weight. Now, when I wear any of my watches you know, my steel watches on a leather strap or a NATO strap, I don't mind it because mm-hmm. it, I don't mind it being lighter. I mean, even when we had, we had the Longines. So I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast yet, but we, from, Longines had sent us the, the Avigation Big Eye. Oh, we did. Uh, we talked is, about it. We did. Yeah. Okay. So it, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> I'm just here. I don't know what we actually talk about. Um, but like t- tomorrow night when I'm doing show notes, I'll text Kat and I'll be like, hey, what was our wrist text again? <laughs> <laughs> but like the titanium case on a leather strap, I did not mind. Yeah. And I, but it's when it's on a bracelet, it really throws me off, and yeah. I can't, I can't get behind how lightweight it is. Yeah, so. I agree. I mean this this has not been a problem, and you know I know it's goofy. It has the broad arrow on it, and it's a Bond watch. But you know what? I'm goofy too, and <laughs> watches are silly. We're all silly for loving these little tiny things, and like yeah. I like to have a little fun every once in a while. And I liked Bond. I like James Bond. And I like the history between the watches and the movies. And I'm a movie buff at the same time. Yeah. And and I don't think it screams James Bond. No. The, this is the first James Bond limited edition. Or it's not a limited edition. But it's yeah. going to be limited production. But first James Bond watch um, that I like really like that's made for the film. Yeah. Like because... Every James Bond watch, there's something like quirky to it, or it has to have 007 all over it, or this. And then the Spectre 300, mm-hmm. there was a Spectre oh, 300 yeah. that just had the lollipop second hand. Love that one. Um, it had the all brush bracelet, which I want that watch so <laughs> bad. Like, I love the 300, but I want an all brush bracelet. Yeah. So. But it had like the 007 on the clasp. I'm okay with that. Yeah. This I'm perfectly okay with because you don't eat, there's nothing 007 about until it you until get to the you back. flip it over on the yeah. case back. Yeah. That's the first time you see 007. And then on the clasp for the uh, the NATO strap. Yeah. But like some of those that had like like the one that had the family crest all over the dial. So the one that had the Aston Martin grill on the <laughs> dial or the 007. All, it's it's so extra, yeah. y'all. And I I just I, and don't, I feel like this is more of a watch that 007 would actually exactly. wear. Just like when he, you know, he wore the Planet Ocean in 
in the movies. Like it's a normal watch that he's just wearing yeah. and like the Seamaster that he wore. These special editions that they do, like he's not going to wear that, you know? Right. And I think like that connection doesn't really mean much to me. But like the ones that he's wearing in the movies, I, I really do like. And I'm excited for the movie, like whenever it comes out. But <laughs> in two more years. Everybody keeps throwing shade on this this movie, I like know. whenever it'll come out. It comes out, I think it's still scheduled for October. Oh, that's so, good. So yeah. I mean, and I, I get it, right? Like, so last year, the only big quote-unquote blockbuster that was released last year was Tenet. Yeah. You know, and even then, I think, you know, because people didn't want to take the risk of it flopping and Tenet yeah. flopped. And yeah. not for, I mean, the movie's hard to understand. I did. I was good, though. I recorded it. I, I have I, it. Like, we have it on HBO, yeah, too. I saw it. I saw it was on HBO, so I recorded it. And I was like, I'm going to try and well, watch it again. We were going to actually watch it last night, and I was like, oh, it's like 10 o'clock. No, like, you I don't can't. have the brain power yeah, for you it. you have to watch it at like 1 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon after you've had your second cup of coffee for the day. Yeah. But, I mean, so I get it. Like, you spend all this money on a film. You don't want it to just flop at the theater, and you want to mm-hmm. make sure that everybody worldwide can enjoy it. I mean, so it, it sucks. It's frustrating, but I understand the delay in it. And, I mean, I, I, I want to say I look forward to watching it. I also don't watch a lot of the days I never even saw Spectre what <laughs> Cat at okay. me Livy Night we're gonna watch Spectre <laughs> no I wanna watch Cruella oh uh, yeah I, I wanna watch Cruella too okay we'll watch Cruella so then like another movie night we can watch Spectre okay yeah <laughs> Inspector's actually not the greatest. Um, Skyfall was 10 times better, but it's still good. It's still relevant. Skyfall was the only Craig film that I've seen. Oh, really? I'm just like Casino Royale. Oh, maybe I saw. I did see Casino Royale. I like Casino Royale. Because that has the guy who like cries blood, right? Yeah. Like all the like James Bond fans are like (laughs) hating this podcast right now. But no, I yeah, I'm just I've never been the biggest James. It's not my cup of tea. Movie. Yeah, I love like, Bond. Did you not play the like Nintendo 64 game? No, I was too poor. I didn't have a Nintendo Golden 64. Eye? Man, Mm-mm. me and my brother shared it. But like still. we had we <laughs> we had like the Xbox Cube like well after like it was like a thing. <laughs> like we didn't get our first Game Boy until like oh yeah a hot hot minute oh, after man. like. Like, like we the had third the, iteration we of had Game like, Boy. We had the OG Game Boy when everybody else had the Game Boy Colors. Oh. <laughs> so. I wasn't too far behind you. I wasn't too far behind. You know, My and, grandparents and came then, in clutch. They they were the ones that really kind of Even us. then, I wasn't, I've never been a big video game person. Like, I don't mind playing video games. I was a hardcore games. gamer. <laughs> My sister still is. Anyways, all that to say, like, no, I was never super into video games. Yeah. So, like, for me, it was, it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. So, like, playing the, playing any of the games wasn't yeah. really anything that I, like, really aspired for. I, but I know a lot of people did. Like, a lot of people played, like, the, the Bond games and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, they were big, but certainly, like, I think the connection for me has always been, like, the gadgety part of Bond. I, okay. I liked Inspector Gadget when I was a kid. I loved Inspector Gadget. I liked Gadget. Men in Black because of yeah. all the gadgets and stuff. Like I just like spies and I like that that aspect of it. So, but I guess I'm like, like I didn't like, watch I don't watch like Mission Impossible movies either. Like yeah. I feel like they're just over the top for no reason. <sighs> they're good. I mean, Tom Cruise is still like Tom Cruise. Yeah. So it's awesome. <laughs> He's like flying off buildings. And I don't know, like maybe, like I feel like I've seen a couple, I feel, I've seen the Pierce Brosnan film that had Halle Berry in it. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you just, like I feel like it was in, that's like, a good one the ice thing there's something they were driving on ice yeah I can't remember which one that's it 
that's him. Wait, yeah. the Craig or no, Pierce uh, Brosnan? Pierce Brosnan. Mm. Yeah. I don't like, I watch those movies now and they're so cheesy. It's ridiculous. Like, they're gadgety cat. They are gadgety, but like I was also like 10 watching them. So <laughs> when I watch them now, I can't, I can't barely get through them. But the Daniel Craig ones are really good. I feel like maybe I just need to watch them. Like I kept saying that I would record Spectre or see, like, yeah. I just need to find Spectre. It's not terrible. Whatever. I mean, it's, it's not Skyfall, but it's also not like what the worst movie. What was Daniel Craig's first film? Like, was oh, it Skyfall? No, no, no. It was uh, Casino Royale. Casino Royale, then Quan- Skyfall. No, Quantum oh. of Solace. I never even saw that one. That one's good. <laughs> okay. You should watch it. All and right. then Skyfall and then Spectre. Okay. So and this then, was number five yeah. coming up. Okay. I should, I mean, he's the cutest James Bond character. Oh, he is. being honest. Sure. So like, I really, like, he's my favorite character. Because he's cute. But. He is cute. He's real cute. That's how I base my my movie selections. Is who's <laughs> he's got the cutest actor. Like that. That's where I'm at. Oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I, I it was funny because Adrian mentioned in his video he was like, it, it was about the broad arrow, and he's like, you know, it's very gimmicky. It's kind of like if they did a watch on like Harry Potter, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'd buy that watch because <laughs> I love Harry Potter. I, I wish they'd make a watch. I mean, let's be honest. Snoopy. A freaking Gryffindor watch or Slytherin uh. or Hufflepuff? Are you kidding me? We could have teams, y'all. Seiko, Seiko, this is your opportunity. Seiko should. I feel like a freaking any brand yes. does it, it was, should be Seiko. Seiko does all the like the Narada, the Naturo. <laughs> Wait, what is it called? <laughs> it's a uh, Naruto? Naruto? I need a fun of print. I need a fun. Where's my sister? She knows this stuff. Anyway, (laughs) maybe we. I feel like we're losing it. (laughs) I felt like we were we were on a roll. We were doing so good. Naruto. I feel like Naruto. It's it's not. I feel like it's not pronounced. Let's go to YouTube. I feel like I just need to like I want now I just want to know how it's pronounced. Type in like Naruto news or something, and like oh, it'll be yeah, a newscast. That's how we always find out like this like a goes newscast. way back in the day of how we figured out how to pronounce stuff. <laughs> Naruto. Naruto. No, it's Am Naruto. I not the same thing. No, Naruto. 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 All right. <laughs> we just had to look up the most morbid story about it. Um, Jeez, that's sad. We're not laughing at the story, to be clear. <laughs> Just all right. So now, Nar- Nar- <laughs> I already forgot. Naruto. 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 Yeah. There Naruto. You go. <laughs> I apologize for anybody that I offend with my terrible <laughs> accent. Um, yeah. So they they have like the the Mortal Kombat the Nar- the N- Naruto. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Uh, yes they should do they should do Harry Potter <laughs> yeah. like you could have all the like you know classes like Gryffindor Hufflepuff all them it makes sense mm-hmm. they could do it yeah Seiko could definitely do it a Seiko 5 with the like the school color bezels they just have on all each? the bezels yeah, yeah. So, oh, the gold and red one as like a box set and the, of and all of them the house the house like emblem on the dial yes freaking Seiko get on this I will buy that watch <laughs> In a heartbeat. Oh, I feel like for a Hogwarts anniversary, like there has to be like a Harry Potter anniversary coming up. Yeah. Or like you would do that. Yeah. Harry Potter was like our childhood for Came sure. out in like 2000. Yeah. So we're, did it? Yeah. I think I so. I like how you knew this. Like, no questions asked. I'm a Harry Potter nerd. <laughs> I, all right. To be fair, 
It's like 99 or 2000. I stopped reading the books after maybe the third or the fourth one. Yeah, it's a lot. And I don't think I've seen all the movies. (sighs) (laughs) Kat's disappointment. She's like, I freaking hate you. I just just had a binge where I watched them all in like three days. I don't even like, I'll, I'll, I'll look them up. Yeah. We'll see. They're good. I'll even because Tyler. So the thing is, is like, so I don't have a lot of free time for movies, and so like, if it's not a movie that like I would watch, Tyler always hated Harry Potter what? because he has a half brother, like an older half brother who was like super, mm-hmm. super Harry Potter and Harry Potter everything. So Gosh, Tyler always like, thought overboard. it was like, yeah. And his half brother is not like the coolest kid, so like he he always thought it was. Kinda, I feel like, like Tyler would cool. actually like like the end Harry Potter movies because they're like super dark. Yeah, because Tyler like loves like like Stephen King is like Tyler's that's life right, right up right his now. alley. Like all Tyler, Ty, he's in like the zombie kid. It really annoys me because I hate zombie movies so much. Like he's like all he watches is zombie crap. Oh my gosh! But then like he also all he reads is, is Stephen King. Does he have a lot of Stephen King books? Yeah. Wow. Like an ungodly amount of Stephen King books. So I like Stephen King too. I have several of his books. They're awesome. Me and Tyler have a long <laughs> Well, you guys can have a Harry Potter sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. it's it's uh yeah, we had a fun conversation. Well, we'll dive into some watches now. Yeah. But seriously, Seiko, you should make Harry Potter watches. I'm just saying. If you need help, reach out. Yeah. To Kat. Or just send us some. <laughs> send us some. <laughs> Here's the idea. All we ask is that we each get a full set. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they could totally do it. Totally do it. Um, but I mean, so who owns the licensing though to Harry Potter? It's like Warner Brothers. Is it Warner Brothers yeah. still? Okay. I feel like Warner Brothers would be easy to work with. They're not like Disney. No, they I do feel like, like a Disney lot of like, would cool. be like a shit show to work with. But yeah, yeah, Disney owns like everything. Disney now. owns the world, man. Every time I like open up the Disney Plus app, there's like m- more movies that I didn't even know were Disney movies, but they like. Disney's bought the like the rights to yeah they bought all the companies like yeah. they're on there yeah Disney's creating a monopoly <laughs> <laughs> like if they haven't been doing this for like the last you know fifty years but, but now we just know no we just really it's in we our fa- it's in our faces right exactly um, all right so we're done talking about <laughs> Daniel Craig James Bond so we had like a bunch of in the last week that we've been gone from the podcast we we had a lot of releases happen yeah and, we had some um, fun stuff. Yeah, some exciting stuff. We'll 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 just generally chit chat about these watches. You guys, a lot of them you're already familiar with, so we won't go into specs too hard. Yeah, I don't think there's been anything new, like mind blowing new. Yeah, like it's just it's updates to a few things, which we're 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 pretty excited about. Or and speaking of, or not excited. Omega, about. since we're kind of already on that, or we were on that topic. <laughs> 10 minutes ago. <laughs> like 20 minutes ago we were talking about Omega before we got into the Naruto Harry debate. Potter no no I'm not even the Rita why is Naruto. it so hard <laughs> because I want to put an emphasis on the R so bad oh my gosh before we got it. into that debate um and before we got into <laughs> everything else I really want to emphasize the R I understand that like it's Naruto okay I'll go back to the news story. Okay, so speaking of Omega, since we were kind of talking about it. So Omega introduced a small seconds version of their Aquaterra. I have been in love with the Aquaterra. So the Aquaterra was actually my first like nice watch Yeah, you have a two-tone yourself. Mm -hmm. I have a two-tone. I've had it for like nine years. I absolutely love this watch. So like the Aquaterra always has had a soft spot for me. Like it's to me, it's like the, it's the, the crossover SUV. 
of watches. Yeah. Because it's not really dressy. It's not a really sporty. It's kind of like the like date dress, yeah, I guess, in a kinda, way. But I feel like the date dress is even more. I feel like it's, I it's the, more the OP. Yeah. Because the date the dress OP, is you're right. very. Yeah. The date dress, I feel like, is definitely a little bit yeah. more dressy. But like the OP. Like, so mm-hmm. with the Aquaterra, you. And I, I've loved that, like, they have the leather strap options. The rubber strap options to me were a game changer for the Aquaterra a few yeah, years ago. Yeah. They were so good. So good. Yeah. And now you have the small seconds. So the I. The one watch that I actually like suggest to people like if you're going to buy most of the time I'm like yeah buy it on the bracelet that Aquaterra on rubber was yeah. like no buy it on the rubber yeah it's like I just think it's so good it's so good and I, I wasn't a fan of the bracelets and I still am not I haven't checked these new ones out but it's if they're the, the same, same bracelet, then I don't sure. like them I just don't like these bracelets at all but the rubber strap is freaking amazing no yeah, yeah I agree I love this idea of having the small seconds so that I think they they did the constellation small seconds earlier this year like they and they did some tresor I feel like it was just kind of one of those releases thing. that like well because they they introduced the bronze gold and like that was the big yeah you know the big release and then like the rest of these just kind of like fell under the radar they did um, but then like <laughs> the Aquaterra small seconds so it comes in two it comes in both their main sizes there's a 40 one millimeter and the 38 millimeter yeah. which i absolutely love the 38 millimeters though are really kind of feminine they are and i don't like how they did all the indices for the 38 i like the triangular indices of the 41 models yeah. and i like there's a lot of aluminum but they made that like little um it looks like a little They're like a little rice key almost oh yeah yeah, yeah. It like, like a, a little, grain of rice, a grain yeah. of rice. that's yeah. how the indices look except for the ones that have the diamonds in them but i just don't like that i think it, it is really feminine and i feel like there's a lot of guys that would actually prefer a 38 millimeter size yeah to the 41 and i feel like they should have made some of them just the same in a smaller size so yeah that's my only negative about the watch other than that i think they're really really cool do you have a favorite i out of all the ones you've seen all right guys because there's like there's a lot of them there's like there's 19 there's 19 of them. yeah which basically it's the same watch just on different strap options too yeah um so speaking of the 30 the the ladies one mm-hmm what? I like the green one. The green? The green's not bad. The green ladies one. Yeah. I really do. I like the green ladies one and then I like the like the gold and the cream color of the of the men's one. Okay. Like the larger one. I like the like just the white silver stainless steel yeah. version of the, the 41. Yeah. With I mean, the blue. I think with the blue hands. I think that they're really nice. I I've, I've seen a lot of a lot of hate about the date. Yeah, um, and, and at first it, it it took me back a little bit. Yeah. I was like, do I like this? Do I not like this? I think it's fine. Now that I've looked at the watch, it's very symmetrical looking. Like it's not like a date at four o'clock or something, right? Yeah. It's it's put into place. It all looks good. And I, I don't mind it at all. That's the thing. Like I, I saw a lot of comments about why don't you just put a date at three o'clock? Well, that's no, just too much. Too it just much. throws everything like, off. For me, I do like some symmetry. I like some balance. And you already have a small seconds, which technically it's not balanced, but it, it does look very symmetrical. It's right there at the six o'clock. If you had put a date window anywhere else, it just, first of all, you're cutting. I mean, realistically, these dials aren't overly large to have a small set. And it's a big small seconds indicator. It looks yeah. like. Plus the, the markers on the Aquaterra are always longer anyway. Yeah. So like you don't have a lot of like free dial space. But then if you were to do that, like it just doesn't make any sense. I do. And this is going to be my gripe with any major watch brand. I do wish they would think more about color matching. Even if you don't color match, just have an aesthetic that works with the watch. Yeah. Um, You know, like for. Do you see one you don't like? Well, I mean, it just. I. 
I feel like for the like the beige color one, like even the one that I really like on the beige color, like you have the, like this beigey dial, you have a beigey um, small seconds, and then you have this bright white. And for me, like it, it's too many like soft neutral tones, and then you have this bright pop of white on yeah. it. Like that for me, it will always be an irritation. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't need it to to match, but like soften it a little bit. Don't have this big bright white date wheel. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely a distraction. And and at a brand or a brand at this price point, you would you would assume would try better to Not match. really, because none of the dang brands at this price point yeah. do any of it. And I Isn't don't... Isn't that sad, though? Because then you have brands is. that are smaller that are doing it. You have brands that are doing it on crazy... Co- so notice that the... Um, the sector, like the uh, Ricky at Scottish Watches has it. The sector field watch that has like the turquoise dial that, or like the glacier dial that's this crazy color blue, yeah, has a matching date wheel. Yeah, when we had the Esther and Banks Fortitude in, the yep. mint dial has a matching mint date wheel, like yeah. perfectly color match. So you're telling me that these small brands who are ordering date wheels in batches of 100. 200 at a yeah. time they can color match but brands who are ordering date wheels in the thousands tens yeah. of thousands they can't just be like hey like take and there may be a thing of like match. you want to quickly glance at your watch you want to quickly tell the the date and that might be something where they want that pop they want it to be different so they don't want it to blend in with the numerals and everything else yeah about. i understand that aspect of it too but um, I do like I'm, I like you like I like a matching date. Well, if it's in like the right position to you, yeah. It like I said, it doesn't even have to match. It just needs to be a similar aesthetic. Yeah. Like you know, again, to, I kind of go back to to your your watch here. If you had bright white markers mm-hmm. or bright white like um, uh, the minute scale on your dive bezel yeah. against that brown, it would look stupid as hell. Yeah. It would look out of place. It's out of place. Because it, it doesn't match. It's not a cohesive look. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of the same thing. I don't mind the date window at all. I just mind that like it's it's not cohesive. Yeah. And especially if you are going to break up something on the dial, I feel like you should try well, and make dial it. the dial already has a pattern on yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You should try and make it a little bit more subtle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So like because you have the teak pattern in the dial and and then you have this bright white date wheel. Um, yeah. That, but that will always be my gripe. And I say that and I still absolutely I like watch, it. Yeah. So. It doesn't. It's like. It doesn't. It's one of those things like if I had to pick something that I didn't like, like that would be it. Yeah. Same. Otherwise, the watch is great. And like we still like the watch a lot. But, um, you know, when we have to take things apart a little bit, like that's. That's one thing we just don't love. Yeah. And that's just being being very honest about it. You yeah. Know, I feel like there are very few watches that either of us can say is 100% perfect that like yeah. we wouldn't like take even watches. We, yeah. Moser. Uh, the price is not perfect on Moser. The price is. That's, oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if we're being real honest, <laughs> the, the price could be a little bit better, Moser. All right. Can we can we work on something like They're that? They're like, what are you talking about? They're a steal. <laughs> They are still. So like I, I I was I visited with a friend of mine who's a who's a big collector here in Nashville recently. And we were looking at a bunch of like his pieces and his wife has a has an MBNF, uh one of the uh now I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but one of the ones that has like the the tourbillon that goes around the around the dial. And yeah. um so and MBNF did like an affordable line where like they produced these watches that were like they were like a thousand bucks, something like that. But he only made like 
a very, very small oh, assortment. Wow. And you had to be like an MBNF friend like mm. to get it. Um so, be on the inside. Yeah, on, on the internet. <laughs> but I think that's kind of cool that, that like, this really cool. brand that does like this these watches that are $130,000 would be Moser, like... can we get that $1,000 watch? Mm, $1,000 Moser? Yeah. Ooh. What would a $1,000 Moser look like? Hmm. Like it does still have to have the pretty dial because that's what Moser's known for. Yeah. Has to have a pretty dial. Real sporty, very simple. Yeah. Edward. Edward. <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> we'll design it for you. All right. We'll design it. Let's get to the next one. <laughs> we have like a list of like stuff we're supposed to go over. Guys. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. So the next one is very quick. Um, you guys have heard us. We've reviewed several of these watches. Uh, it is the Oris Aquas 41.5 with the caliber 400. So they yeah. just put their new movement in the smaller case, yeah. which we saw coming, right? Right. We saw this coming. This yeah. is going to happen. Well, because everybody was very upset, like, or a lot, a lot of people were very upset in the beginning that they put like the new caliber in a big, in like a 44 millimeter case. And look, it just, it, that's what they had to work with. So that's what they did. They mm-hmm. wanted to release the movement. And again, as they continue on, as they continue to develop, it's going to go in the smaller case yeah. size. I'd love to even see this in a 38 millimeter one day, but actually I'm happy with the size. You got to spend time with it. I got to spend time with it. It wears really well I on the wrist. Yeah. It I wears really, great. I really love this The 41. Size. And, and Oris has those like downward lugs. I'm telling you, like if you're scared, if you're scared of going over 39 or 40, like just try the one of these on. They wear incredibly well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, anyway, not, not a whole lot to talk about. Still, you got the 10 year warranty on yeah. it and it's, it's got great new dials. The anthracite, we got the anthracite, right? Yeah. We have the anthracite. At the anthracite, which is yeah. really pretty because it's not like it, it's a very soft. I like flat. the green a lot. The blue, the blue is so really here's good. The thing. Yeah. I didn't know that the blue because we got to pick which color we wanted, yeah. and I was like, Oh, we've had an orris blue, we've had an orris green. It was green. a different Let's blue, <laughs> it was a different blue. So I was at, I was at an AD, and I, I saw it in pictures, and I was like, Oh, yeah, that's like a really that's a nice blue, yeah. And then I was at one of our local ADs here in Nashville, um, and I was just like, Which I had a great experience there. I even texted. VJ afterwards and was like hey like I, I just want to let you know like I had this really cool experience here um, but like they uh, they had the blue yeah and I was like oh my god like please let me see so yeah so I was at I was at Broken Jewelers they even knew the difference in like the caliber 400 and this was something that I always at like I, I remember like being kind of critical about this is if mm-hmm. you're going to continue with a similar looking watch with one that's two thousand dollars more versus two thousand dollars less how do your salespeople like justify first of all, it. How, and how do they know the difference because if we're being honest jewelry store say ad salespeople like it's a jewelry store right like mm-hmm. you're getting somebody who's trained on like jewelry like generic watch training things like that but yeah. they actually knew the difference and oh, like cool. i had a really nice experience so i was very surprised i'm sure does a good job about yeah, training there i'm sure they do but yeah. i i just it it makes me wonder, like, you know, I had the the gentleman who was working there. There was a newer girl helping him, um, and he was like, he just pulled out and immediately knew, like, this was the one with the in house movement. Very he didn't cool. have to, like, you know, like look around with it, whatever. Yeah. And I I loved it. But in all that to say, the blue is amazing. They're and all amazing. I'm, very, <laughs> I'm a little. The anthracite's cool because I I you know you see black dial, black yeah. bezel, but this is like this cool gray dial, and you just don't see that a lot. And I, I really love it. And we all know that gray is like. It's your color. It's your color. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to message BJ and be like, "Yo, I need this one." <laughs> because, how, but I was like, "Because how many oranges do I need?" Because I I'm have still in love with the cherry. Like, I'm still not over that watch. Yeah, I feel like I could own the Aquas cherry. 
I'm happy with my pointer date. I, I love my pointer date. It's I almost I almost sold it not that long ago. Yeah. I was like, I never wear it. And I listed it. And then I was like, I took it off. I was like, I can't do it. But I, I mean, because it. it is like, like, I don't wear the aquas enough, but like, I but do. when I wear it, I enjoy it. It brings it. me so much joy. Yeah. yeah, it really does. And I will say like, it's my more winter watch. So like, I'm going through a yeah, phase exactly. right now where I'm not wearing it because it's my winter. It's a le- it's, it lives on a leather strap. Um, but come fall and winter, I'll wear it. And yeah. it, it goes great on the sweater. Like it just, it's it's a great watch. And I feel like it's a watch that it's it's not overly expensive. It's okay that it's a seasonal watch. It's Yeah, it's like, you yeah. know, I don't know, $1,200, 1500 bucks. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I know that's like still a lot of money, but it's It's, it's a okay. lot, but it's it's not an $8,000 watch. But yeah, but versus like, what are you going to get for it? Yeah. If we're being wrong. Yeah. It's like, and what are you going to replace it with? Exactly. You know, that, I didn't have that anything that I was going to. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's going to go towards camera gear like it always does. But. <laughs> camera gear is taking over my life. It is. Like every and time bags. I come over, bags, all the bags. Can I get nomadic and freaking, um, what's the other one? Peak. Peak to quit sending us text messages. Like, it's bad. Stop. Catlin's real bad. It is so bad. I bought a peak bag last week. Did you buy the the sling? I bought a sling. Yeah. I bought the 10L sling. The 10L. Yeah. Why? Because, I mean, and I'm like hiding these packages when they're coming here <laughs> from my husband husband. because he knows how many bags I have. I like, I have to go get it before he gets to it. That's amazing. And like, I just bring it up here and I tell him, oh, it's just something for the podcast. I lie. It's so bad. It's so bad. I have a closet that's just like bags. It's so funny. Oh, it's a, it's a problem. It's, it's it, a real problem. It really is. We these should, are- we should do an episode soon about our EDC because a lot of stuff has changed and we've got new stuff and I think we'll. We'll talk about some cool things. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out, first of all, before I forget, shout out Kyle at Kentomit. Oh, yes. Because he sent us some great uh, woggle keychains. Yeah. And some new kerchiefs that we did not have the colors for. Yes. Um, yours of which are sitting in the box over there. And we just want to thank you because I was like literally about to order them and he went and sent us some. I so I'm so um, nice. very excited. I already got one in my bag and I'm, I'm using it and I love it. It's I'm amazing. Yeah. I'm excited. And for those that, oh, shit, I keep hitting this. For those that don't know, if you're interested in any of the Cantonment products on their site, they have gave our listeners a discount if you use 10 and 2. If you use uh, 10 and 2, so it's spelled T-E-N-N-A-N-D-T-W-O, it's 20% off your 20% purchase. Off. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So two more releases I've, real quick before yeah. we get into, I would say our main topic. Yeah. But I feel like our main topic has been like James yeah. Yeah. for a hot minute. <laughs> but we'll talk um, about it for a hot second. Yeah. So so Norcane. Norcane introduced two new collections or two new watches to yeah. their independence collections. Um, so uh, I mean obviously like we're, we're fans of Norcane like they mm-hmm. we've had quite a few of their pieces in for review I'm um, an owner of Norcane though you are yeah. that's right I forgot about that well technically my husband is it's he's kind of taking it over as his watch <laughs> and a bronze Norcane it is a bronze Norcane very, and, very and cool. I will say like the bronze is held up really nicely yeah like it's we've had it for about a month now and it's still looks new so I do I want to check out more bronze yeah for sure it's interesting to see like the different brands, the different types of bronze they use, the different levels of patina. Mm-hmm. I got to say, like, I don't know what Norcane does, but it's not nearly as patina as like the Oris, the cotton, uh, candy, the cotton candies. Like, those. those were already turning by the time we got yeah. them and they were they were essentially new. And and that's not a bad thing. Like some people want the faster patina. Some people don't. I, whatever Norcane uses, it's a slower patina. It still looks new after about a month. So, yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I totally forgot about that. 
Um, but yeah, so there, there are two new pieces in the Independence Collection. Uh, the first is a new Independence 21. So the Independence 21, was it last year that they introduced that green variation? It was last summer. Yeah. Summer where you went and saw it. Yeah, where, where I went. And maybe before last summer then because COVID. So. Oh, well, I, I think they were open. Okay. I think they were. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was last oh, summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember like wearing a mask and all of that. So maybe last summer. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things I remember. Um, so the these Independence 21 limited editions are really, really unique because mm-hmm. so each dial is unique. And that's what that was what was so stunning about the other one, even though it was a green dial. Yeah. Um, the dials are scratched. So I know. And, and, and yeah. what? what you got? I like the look of the dials. Don't uh-huh. get me wrong. But I hate that they're called scratch dials. I agree. There it makes be a better me, name. It, it makes me like, eh, I don't like the word scratched. Like it feels it feels damaged to me. Yeah. So I, I would I would have come up with it, and I don't know if that's Norcane's wording or if that's that's the wording I've seen from other media's and what they've called this. But um, I just I don't like the name Scratch Dial. I don't know what it is about it. It just makes me kind of like, ee, you know. I feel like I saw this from Norcane. I, I'm just, I think you did. I'm I'm, that's what sure everyone's it. referred yeah. to it as. So Scratched Midnight Blue Dial. <sighs> yeah, I don't like the scratch part of that. <laughs> but, I, I mean, know. that's what it looks like. But yeah, I agree. It, it does like. The name is a little bit, you yeah. know, but it's still, it's, it's, it's a cool, it looks it's absolutely cool. beautiful. So these are limited editions to 200 pieces, mm-hmm. similarly to the previous one. Yeah. Um, it does have, of course, like Norcane has really been pushing their manufacturer calibers where they've partnered with Kidding C um, on a few movements. Uh, I mean, these movements are obviously, they're great. It's the same movements that Chanel's been using. Tudor. Tudor's been using, you know, so, so they're very, they're tried and true movements. And I think it's cool when you get like some, some of these newer brands who are getting access to movements like this yeah so that it, it's just it's absolutely beautiful i do love the uh, this is my color blue like yeah it's good because i'm so picky about blue like a midnight or a sapphire blue is my my Ooh, color yeah yeah it, it's very blue. it is sapphire blue yeah. yeah so it's very my color blue so i'm like trying to not look at too many photos of it of yeah. course you're so, wanting all the watches right now I, it's do a struggle. I? yeah yeah i do yeah <laughs> I do. I really. These are these are the problems. It's a, it's a big problem. It um, really is. But so. then they have their their DLC skeleton, which is um, DLC coated case and DLC coated bracelet, mm-hmm. which is a first for them. Um, also, the skeleton dial, which we we talked about earlier. You know, I'm not a huge fan of skeleton dials, and and I don't hate on them because I think that there's there's a market for them. For me, it's too busy. It's okay. too busy. I can't read the time on the watch. And I think that's why I don't like it. But it is really cool. And it's sapphire. The case back is sapphire as well. These are limited to just 100 pieces. Priced at 4360 And then, um, or you can get the Berenia leather strap. I think mm-hmm. that's how they pronounce it. Um, for Do we want to YouTube a, a new th- story <laughs> just to verify? We'll go with it. <laughs> we'll go with it. And that one's uh thirty nine, just just over thirty nine hundred dollars. Um, but it's cool, and it you know, I like that Norcanes are playing with some different materials, and and they're doing stuff that like a small independent brand like shouldn't really be doing. Right, not like three years in. No, they're doing some amazing stuff, and yeah, uh, yeah we're, I'm a fan of it. Even though it's not a watch for me, I, I still am a fan of what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, well, so not, you have the skeletonized style, but then they did actually skeletonize the movement. It's not mm-hmm. like you see these big, you know, brassy 
base plates all over the place or anything like that. Yeah. And while I agree, skeleton skeletonized styles aren't necessarily like my absolute favorite. Yeah. I can see the purpose though, because so, I mean, from somebody who, you know, working, working in watches, like working in the retail side of watches, like I have so many people. Yeah. yeah, But I mean, I have so many people who aren't necessarily like big watch people who come in and they're like, Hey, do you have skeletonized watches? Skeletonized watches are such a trend, especially to get people into watches. Like think about like how, how many times you take off your watch. Like if if you're showing your watch to a friend of yours who knows nothing about watches, but it's kind of like interested in your watch. Yeah. What do you do if it has an exhibition wanna, case back? You want to show it to them. You show them the exhibition mm-hmm. case back yeah. all the time. It you want to show them the rotary. You want to show them how it works. it's so cool. And people love it. Yeah. They think it's the coolest thing ever. And same thing. Like, uh, And I'm not saying like Norcane is a, is a fashion brand by any step of the imagination. Like, I have so much respect for what Norcane does. But when you look at like a lot of these entry-level fashion brands, like, you know, you go to any mall and, and then the probably the busiest watch store in any mall is Fossil. Right. Yeah. Fossil does a lot of skeletonized dials. And these are the these are the watches that kids get, uh, you know, attached to early on, um, you know, that college kids get attached to. And then, yeah. like, as they grow up, they still ha- they still find the idea of a skeletonized dial to be really cool. Yeah. And so I think that this is a great I I love that they just combine the DLC and the skeletonized just like get two like kind of like cool out there things into one watch. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but it still is pretty neat. And I Again, like you said, the fact that this watch brand is only a couple years old and are doing these sorts of things is absolutely phenomenal yeah. because the thing is when you're a new watch brand, you tend to play it safe, right? Exactly. Like you 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 want to really build your brand and Norcane's done a great job at building but their brand. But they're not brand. afraid to do things that are different either. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love that. I have a lot of respect for that because that's not an easy thing to do. No, um, and they've built an identity. And, and we talked about it when we had, you know, Ben on the show is that like I can look at a watch and I can immediately tell that's a Norcane. Their mm-hmm. watches don't look like everybody else's nope. watches. They're not following the formula that everyone else seems to be following. They're doing something different and um, a lot of respect for them. for yeah. that. No, totally agree. All Are right. we going bronze? Let's go full bronze. Full bronze. Full bronze. Full bronze. I'm just going to put this away at this point because we we got to I mean, we got to chat. Yeah. All right. So, Tudor Tudor did a thing. Tudor's been like doing a lot of things lately, actually. Tudor's been doing a lot of like crazy out there things. I need Tudor to like, I don't know like who's in charge of Tudor right now, but like (laughs) I need you to slow your roll. Slow your roll. (laughs) Slow your roll. But also like mad respect for it. Yeah. It's odd that they like, they've spread out all these releases. So like, you know, Rolex came out with pretty much everything last September. And then they did a lot more uh, during Watches and Wonders. Mm Tudor did some at Watches and Wonders, but then like they've had some follow-up releases that have come out since then too. But is Tudor smart for doing that? Because I, well, I think so. Forever. I mean, so we we literally just talked about this yeah. with Omega's releases. Omega released like this bronze watch, the bronze gold watch. Everybody thought was amazing. I don't remember. I mean, I remember seeing, but like nobody's really talking about the small seconds constellations or the Deville Tresors. Like. Yeah. Because let's be honest, fun. like the Black Bay line is a lot more popular than the Trace <laughs> well, line but, of Omega. But to be fair, like if if Tudor released all these watches all at once, like the focus is always you're going to get on lost. one. You know, you're going to forget about the others. And I feel that I love that. Like, I, and I, I hope more brands continue to do this and just yeah. kind of space things out. I agree. Um, 
if you live under a rock and you don't know like about the watch that was released, Tudor released an all bronze version of the Black Bay 58. Mm-hmm. Um, I say all, all bronze because they have had a, a bronze Black Bay 58 before, um, but this one actually has a bronze bracelet as well. I don't think they've done a, a bronze. Oh, no, 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 no. They had 58. a. It, they, it was it just was a, a Black Bay. It was a Black Bay, yeah. Yeah. Can we also talk about like the names, Tudor? Like, could you separate these a little bit? I know, more? and then they have like the Black Bay Forty Ones that are not even a dive watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so confusing. Like, come on, Tudor. Like, get get it together, please. Like, so come up confusing. with come up with new names. All right. So ignore what I just said. Black then. Bay Heritage. <laughs> yes, like, come on, man. Yeah. All right. So so there's a bronze case, mm-hmm. bronze bracelet. Um, same size as your. Now, it does have the 369 on the dial, which we've seen in the bronze Black Bay Heritage dive watches in the past. Um, So we've seen the 369. I I can't do a 369 dial ever. (laughs) Every time I see 369. Every time somebody says 369. (laughs) Literally little John of the East Side voice. I'm like, 369, damn she fuck. (laughs) Give it to me one more time. (laughs) I'm the same way. I sing it in my head too. Every time. It's uh, it's a cool concept because I think that, and we'll talk about this here in a second, is like it's different than the other black bays, and it it it's not just like oh, it's just another black bay in a bronze case. Like now they change things up a little bit, right? They're changing up the dial. They've got something really cool. They've got a new clasp. Yeah. They've got yeah. They've got this like kind of glide lock s clasp. I don't know what Tudor's name for it is. It's That's essentially the T glide, if I remember. Oh, the T glide, the Tudor glide. <laughs> Oh, like- T-Fit. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's a T-Fit clasp. Yeah. It is made um, to be, you can extend the bracelet in five positions up to eight millimeters. Yeah. Um, but again, like this is something that we've talked about for a very long time about a lot of watches, especially sports watches, dive watches. They should have it. If you look at like the video of how it operates, it operates just like the, uh, the glide lock. lock. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, basically, it's the same. And, and you know, what's difficult about this is that people have been begging for the Black Bay line to have this for so long. Well, OK, they did it, but then they did it on such a, a different watch. Right. You, look, nobody's going to be flocking to get this bronze watch. It's cool. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's not going to be the watch that everybody wants to have because bronze takes a special person, especially a bronze case and bracelet. Okay. So. It, it definitely hurts. And you sent me a screenshot this week that Tudor responded to someone on Instagram when they were saying, you know, are we going to see an upgrade to the Tudor line? And they were like, no. Yeah. Somebody had uh, commented on, I think this, like their post announcing this Flat Bay 58 bronze, um, asking if they were going to do a steel class for the Tudor Flat Bay 58 blue. And Tudor's response was, we just upgraded, we just introduced the Flat Bay 58 blue. There are no updates planned at this time. Yeah. They were sure on us. Yeah. Which to me, means like you're this isn't going to be something that you're going to see on time i think we'll see this in two years i think we'll see this in two years on the black bay line yeah but it'll be an all-new black bay then it probably will be yeah and and here's the thing it, it upsets me because like if tudor had this clasp on a black bay 58 no joke i probably have a black bay 58 in my yeah. collection that's how essential these clasps are to me. I have watches now that I don't like wearing because they don't have the clasp. And in the summer, in the heat, it is a necessity. Well, and so here's, we like to wear these larger watches. 
having smaller wrists. Mm -hmm. And these large watches are very heavy. So like having the perfect fit at all times, it makes such a big difference when you have a small wrist and you're trying to wear these watches because it does. It gets very uncomfortable if Mm -hmm. the watch rolls around because it's hitting your wrist bone. But it also gets very uncomfortable if the watch gets too tight. My my G-Shock that I just bought, I had to like loosen it up. It's so big. Oh yeah, we were at dinner. Yeah, it's so big on me right now. But I had to do that because like when I'm outside with the dogs, I'm walking the dogs or playing with them. I get my hands get so swollen Mm -hmm. that like then it's it's tight. So now I'm wearing a watch around and then I come back in the house and it's like super loosey goosey. I mean, I hate that. Like I hate that I don't have that on the fly adjustment. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's it's a bummer that like tutors like, no, we're not going to do this anytime soon. And I kind of get it because I feel like at the end of the day, tutor doesn't want to compete with their bigger brother. Like they don't. They are a competition, but at the same time, like they don't want to take those sales away. And I feel like if you basically make a sub, you're basically making a sub with all the same technical aspects of it. Why is someone going to go? Why Why would you wait? Why would you want to wait a year for a sub when you can get a Tudor Black Bay that has pretty much almost everything in it? But if you're, if we're being really honest, like, I mean, yeah, some people might just go ahead and buy the tutor. But at the I end would. of the day, there's still going to be a long ass wait list for the sub, no matter what. I mean, there is, but I don't think you're actually taking If sales I didn't get away. the sub, if like if and 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 I don't know how the odds I don't even know how I freaking have a sub, but I do. And if I wasn't able to get one and they were like, Kat, you're gonna have to wait two years or more for a sub, I would buy a Black Bay fifty eight and call it a day. Yeah, but say, so here, forget about even it. if if your name came up next on the list mm-hmm. and you went to you know, we went to Brinkers, right? Mm-hmm. You were picking up your sub you were super excited about it and then you saw this tutor class and you decided you said you know what fuck it like I would just rather have the tutor guess what there's a line of 20 like realistically like 200 other people that can be called to pick up that sub immediately yeah so I don't think necessarily it would take sales away like people will still wait people will still do whatever and they're always going to be able to sell it but I think it's a little so I feel like Tudor's playing this like exclusivity game first of all this watch is only available at select Tudor boutiques they have 50 of them at select of those, though. okay, but there's not a single Tudor boutique in the United States. That's true. There's not a single Tudor boutique in Switzerland, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? The motherland of Tudor and wow. the motherland of like wa- Tudor's Swiss, like basic Switzerland. Yeah. So, okay. Before I fucking throw that out, can't edit like all this stuff out. But <laughs> before I throw that out there, yeah. So like the motherland of watches, and mm-hmm. like Tudor doesn't even have a boutique there. So yeah. it's really frustrating to me that like, but they are opening up. Like they have announced, like they. They are opening more boutiques. So I think like they're going to definitely like I think there's one op- like that's about to open in New York. Actually. Yeah. So there's one place in the entire United States where you can go buy this watch. Thank you, Tudor. So I know, but they've you. done this before. Look at the Herods. Like they've done these like special editions yeah. that are. You know, I guess that's fair, but it's still yeah. shitty. So I just assume that like I assume that anything under the the what is the the found the Hans Waldor Foundation is that the name of the like overall foundation <laughs> that owns them? Uh, it's just going to be an asshole. Like <laughs> you know, it it just it kind of it sucks a little bit. And again, the the class thing sucks. And you know, no matter what it. I, I, but here's something also like I, I don't like that it is so far away but at the same time like you can make an experience out of getting this watch you go to a place you stay the night you go into like you don't often get that yeah. nowadays to like you don't I'm get the experience $4,500 on a watch I know come on 
Like, just just ship it to me at that point. I, I don't... Like, I'm just saying, like, there is an experience factor to that, too. And I'm sure that's what they were going for with this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm skeptical as hell about that. Like... How, you're going to explain to Jonathan that you're going to plan your entire summer vacation. Well, we were going to go to UK and Scotland and I was going to pick up my Harrods when I go. Like, you know, it didn't happen. That was I, like a happy coincidence, though. I know, but I'm just saying it would. How cool would that have been if I was able to get Harrods while in London? Okay. That would have been really cool. It would have been cool. So but. people coming to visit New York and they pick up one of these new tutors or they're at another. I'm not agreeing that it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying like you can make an experience. Yeah, out of I it. could also make an experience out of driving to McDonald's down the road. But like I can make it like a fun <laughs> trip. But like I don't. I just like slum it there in like sweatpants and a t-shirt. And yeah, I'm just I, like I, desperate. I, oh, look, I'm not saying it's right <laughs> or wrong. I'm just I'm trying to look at the right side here. Or, oh, I love that you're trying to look at the right side. <laughs> So, like, one other thing about this is I'm really sorry. And I'm not even, like, the biggest, like, super fan of Rolex or Tudor. Like, I do, like, I respect what they do. I like some of their watches. But I'm really starting to get tired of Tudor being called, like, the little brother of Rolex. Yeah. Like, just because they're owned by the same company. It's not even that Rolex owns Tudor anymore. They're owned by the same parent, like, you know, what I get the Hods Ward off. Ward off. (laughs) Fuck. The Hans Wardoff uh, Foundation or yeah. what a trust or whatever charity, you know, shady Rolex <laughs> thing that they got working over there. But like it, it, it's so frustrating because every time Tudor does something that is different, that is a little bit cool, it's like always to Rolex's credit. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, with these releases that we see more and more, you can tell that Tudor is its whole separate thing. They, okay, yeah, they might share ideas for a class. Well, mm-hmm. you know, here you have Omega and Breguet using the same freaking hairsprings, but nobody, mm-hmm. nobody says, oh, you guys are, you know, you're just helping little brother out or big yeah. brother out. Like, you know, it's at the end of the day, you have all of these watch brands under all of these different houses. You know, a Swatch Group owns like 14 brands. Yeah, or but I think like the that. difference is like, in the beginning, you know, Tudor was brought in as an affordable option to Rolex. Yeah. Whereas you can't say that Omega was brought in as an affordable option to Breguet. No, Bidet. but in the beginning, so there's a more relatable factor there. Fair, but like I feel like they're now separate enough. So they like, are separate. Yeah, I feel like people should give Tudor more of a benefit of the doubt. They and should. They don't. And it's it's a little fresh. And I'm not even like I said, I'm not even like a Tudor fangirl. Like I do, I love the Black Bay 58 Navy. Like. A lot. But I mean, it's still, it. I feel like they have their own identity. And, and no matter what they release, it's always like, oh, you know, it's Rolex doing this or Rolex doing that. They're yeah, doing their own thing. I, I know, but I think it would, I think it's almost naive to think that Rolex doesn't have a say in what Tudor's doing. Really? I do. I, I'm sure that they are set up as two completely different companies though, at this they point. They are, but. To say that they don't, they're not communicating with each other. And communicating like, with each other is one thing, but I don't think Rolex like owns what. Well, Tudor's not going to put out something that's like. I, and I, I've thought about this for just a long time. Like they're not going to put out something that's an exact kind of copy of what Rolex is doing because they don't want to. They don't want to cover each other's competition that way. They want to offer something different, right? And yeah. they're at a different price point, but. Honestly, like the quality level, is it that much different? No, no, it's not. It's not not half the price difference. No, it really isn't. Like if I had a Tudor Black Bay in my hand, 58, and I had my sub, like there's a minimal differences there. Mm -hmm. 
but like the quality is is really good in both and like you're getting so much bang for the buck in Tudor and and if you can get in in Tudor now before I, I know that they're going to start increasing their prices y'all it's like it's only a matter of time yeah um I would do it if you can buy into Tudor now try to do it because I'm telling you like as an owner of both Rolex and Tudor the quality is really good and and I agree with you like they're doing their own thing but I think that Rolex still has a say like in what Tudor does I want to be optimistic and think yeah. that they're two separate entities. No, I think I think they do, and I I don't think that they're stopping Tudor from doing what they want to do, but I don't think that they're going to allow Tudor to put out, you know, basically a, a hardcore competition to what yeah, they have I don't, now. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily allow. I just don't think I think Tudor's smart enough to not do something like that because they they do, be. they have really built their own collection and they have things that are sort of similar ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's if you the look thing. at they the, have similar ish, but there's never something that's like like if they put a glide lock on the Tudor Black Bay 58, mm-hmm. that's like straight up like... But they did. Just because it's in bronze doesn't mean it's any less than I know, but a lot of people are not going to buy bronze. <laughs> I bet. We just, a, we just talked I about how we don't like... a wait list on this watch. Oh, I mean, I'm sure I there is. I guarantee there's it, it's a wait a lim- list. It's a, you know, a, a special edition watch. Even if it wasn't be. a special edition, it doesn't... Like, Tudor can do no wrong right now. There's a wait yeah. list for a silver watch. A silver watch that tarnishes, by the way, <laughs> when Tudor is all like, oh, hey, guys, it doesn't really tarnish that bad. Oh, like, it does? Have you seen pictures yeah, of it? Yeah, so uh, I think I talked about this on the podcast. I had a client who, I like, this. who brought in his Tudor silver... Um, and he had only had it for a couple of weeks and the case back was yellow. Oh, like, oh and it turns yellow. <laughs> Gat's face right now. That's y'all. an ugly color. Yeah, it's not, it's not cute. Yellow and, and brown and good. At, hang on. If I you think I would at, take green over yellow. I feel like I saw it on the Hodinkee website when they talked about their hands on with the tutor. What theirs was And turning? then if you look at the case back, like, because the case back is where it touches your skin the most. And yeah. now the case back is technically, I think it's, uh, it's not treated as much, but still, like, you know that that's eventually, hang on, mm. Tudor. That'd be nasty. So you can see it's just a little oh, yellowy. It's tinted. Yeah. But then it gets more and more yellowy. Mm, I don't and like it's that. Not like a, it's not. It's not cute. So the case back, they didn't put the same. Interesting. But I'm sure, like, to me, that means that, like, it's just inevitably it's going to be all over the, like, the actual case. Like, there's yeah. no way that it doesn't. And I've seen, like... <sighs> so does this, I guess, silver reacts to the oils of your skin? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, like, people have reactions to sterling silver and things like that. And I think that was, one, like, the the treatment is to help with, like, allergic reactions and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's still going to tarnish. And I don't understand this whole, like, let's make dive watches out of materials that don't like the water thing. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I think it's stupid. <laughs> that, but. that start to patina and age at a faster rate when they hit it water. It makes no sense. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, it. I don't get it either. I don't get the bronze like... The, I, I like bronze like I, you know I like the newness of bronze but I don't like it when it turns green and crusty I just it's not something I want on my wrist Mm-mm. it looks like a shipwreck <laughs> I don't know what's appealing about that but again everybody's different everybody's, everybody's different. has different tastes I feel like no matter what like you guys need to expect when we talked about bronze watches we weren't going to be a big fan yeah. that being said we're getting we're going to get hands on with the new Hamilton bronze yeah. pilot, or khaki field and I'm so excited about this watch yeah. I'm kind of obsessing over it it's cool so. I, yeah there's certain bronze watches you know I've got this Norcane and I think they're I think some are done really well I like you know I like when it's done well and I think it's different and um 
yeah, we'll see how fast that one patinas. It's really interesting. We'll have it for several weeks. Too, yeah. So we'll really get yeah, to Yeah. I want like a good experience. Yeah. But um, I feel like we should cut this episode because so. it's been a hot minute, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. This uh, is what's going to happen. We're, we're gone for, you know, a week and then we, we have to catch up on time. Exactly. So, so it's fine. Y'all like us. We'll let you know okay. how, how movie week is. <laughs> oh, that'll be after this. You'll be out yeah, of town. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a while, but we'll follow up on Cal- movie week. going to the beach again. Well, I'm here stuck. Rude. Aren't you going to LA, Las Vegas, New York? Like, that is not the beach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's Taylor not the same. So, we should maybe instead of doing a yearly trip, we should do like a like quarterly. Qu- quarterly would be great. At least like a twice like, a year. Twice a year. Trip. Yeah. Like so, in the spring, spring and then and in the fall. Yeah. Yes. Except for my, our fall is starting to look pretty full. Yeah. Like, we'll squeeze it in. <laughs> Just like a quick trip somewhere. <laughs> quick, quick. Um, yeah. No. So, yeah. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, please make sure that you're subscribed on whatever platform that you listen to. Leave reviews if you can. Share the podcast if you enjoy what you hear. Yeah. Uh, always, we're, we're very open to feedback. We really appreciate everybody who who always kind of reaches out and communicates and we're, with and us. And, you know, we're sorry that we're, we're a little slower on getting back to emails because we are taking these weeks off. But we, we do try to get back to you. And we love when we hear from you. Yeah. So, please don't stop. Well, it's also, it's vacations and things like that. Yeah. Like, we're a little I'm a little slower at getting back to emails when I'm on vacation <laughs> so um yeah so so reach out to us and just continue to share the podcast we always appreciate the support um be sure that you are following us over on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at 10 and 2 media uh you can find show notes to the podcast over on our website www.tenn2.com um also the website might be under a little bit of construction for a little while but like it'll still be there you just probably won't be able to play the podcast on there until we get like our new website up and running um we're committed to it this time yeah we've, we've said this before but we're committed um, <laughs> we are we're we're, we're so, gonna work we're gonna work we're on gonna, this new website. we're gonna get this done but yeah so uh if you can't play the website there there's still plenty of places that you can play the website if you don't know where to find it it's on most mm-hmm. pretty much every major uh podcast player so including places like spotify yeah um and that's all y'all all right all right talk to you later bye bye